Hello friends, this is John Klein III of episode 61 of Shadow and Flame of Magic, the podcast. And today we're going to review X-Men 26 of the 2021 20, uh, volume, or volume 6, depending on how you like to keep track of volumes. So let's get to it, to it, to it. Once again, thank you to Francisco for providing the theme song to the podcast. Appreciate it. And you. And we get to um, X-Men 26, which is written by Jerry Duggan. Artist is Jim Tao and Javier Pina, which I'm not sure which ones do which pages, but um, I'm pretty sure... Well, my favorite page are going to definitely be the Shadow Kate um, pages. Um, But I wish I said something about, you know, pages 1 through to 8. 9 through, you know, 12, and they'd be like, oh, okay, this one is responsible for that one. Otherwise, you gotta guess. Uh, color artist is Marte Gracia. Letter, VC Clayton's Cowles. And design, Tom Muir and Jay Bowen. And, uh, cover is by Lucas Warneck. And the cover is very spoilerific. With um, Emma Frost on the cover with a wedding gown. We got all the X-Men on her side, which I can only imagine... um, Well, spoilers for who she's getting married to, but him and his buds are going to be on the other cover. Um, On the cover is Sink, uh, Agent Bran, Firestar next to Iceman, because they're amazing friends... Uh, Rogue Storm, Cyclops, Jean, Colossus, Kate Pride in her Red Queen outfit. Uh, Logan, Professor Xavier, Shaw, Destiny, Mystique, Hope, Exodus, and the Cuckoos. Uh, we're still paying tribute to John Romita as we should. And I should mention how we are recording this on 9-11. So just remembering everyone um, who we lost uh, 22 years ago. Which I can't believe it just, you know... And a lot of people, of course, are talking about the Amazing Spider-Man uh, 36 issue with John J.M. Saransky and John Romita Jr. And, um... Just... Taking a moment aside. I remember watching the Today Show, which, for whatever reason... Because I must have been... Just graduated high school, right? So, 19, and I was at AWC, and... Going to morning classes, so I was in the habit of watching the Today Show with um, Katie Couric, and also Matt Lauer was talking, and they interrupted a Matt Lauer segment for Matt Lauer being like, "Hey, this is live." Uh, one of the towers hit one. Nope. One of the plane, a plane struck a tower. One of the twin towers, and then while he was talking, and there was legit live footage. Like, I saw the second plane hit and could not believe what I was seeing. And immediately called a um, friend of the show, Greg. And he thought I was talking about a comic book story. Like, waking him up early in my excitement. <laughs> and was like, no, no, like, this is what's happening. And then went to my friend Diaz's house, had uh, breakfast with him. And did not go to junior college. And I think it took them until like half the day before they were like, no, classes are canceled. And um, 
eventually had uh, hooked up with our other friend Jesus and the four of us are just um, the mad four of us just hung out for like the rest of the day just talk about what is going to happen next as no one had any ideas that's essentially my 9-11 story but um but still I can't believe I don't know so it's always the first thought I think of on this day like wake up with it and um so just you know it's a day of remembrance no hard to bounce back from this but let's do it um, there's a data page, um, a quote from Ben Urich of the Daily Bugle, which we now know he's the owner of. Wilson Fisk's immense strength lays not in his physical form or even his money. It was his ability to bend the courts to his will. He began anew the second he arrived back in the New York City. Coca-Cola was for lovers. Wilson Fisk and Tyther Mary stepped onto the living island and lived a long, quiet life of bliss and paradise. The end. Well, that's how the story would have concluded if it were not for the intrusion of mankind. Orcus simply could not abide by mutant success. And then we get to the Hellfire Gala. Uh, Wilson's Fisk is trying to get to Maryland. Maryland. Mary. And we see she's right in front of, or she's right behind Magic, who's in front of her, and curses to her side. So pretty nice tie into. um to Realm of X. And then we see uh, Omega Setno punching him in the face. And then we cut to present day. Oh no. And then we're later on the gala. I guess we're supposed to read it from the right and then extend down and then to the left. Got to keep us on our toes. But the um, United Nations... Um, ambassador from Ireland saying how safe they're all going to be and it turns out they are not going to be safe moments later the ambassador and all the remaining humans were murdered by Orcus and we see, catch uh, in the Morlock tunnels um, Emma with her broken nose already uh, she cannot sense anyone not even the cuckoos Wilson is missing his wife but he immediately grabs her shoulder and just his left hand like encompasses pretty much her entire shoulder like just dwarfing her and he gets to work and Emma immediately recognizes like they're gonna help each other their enemies are my enemies which is just awesome As but we also know at the same time like this is gonna backfire um, that was X weeks ago down in the Morlock Tunnels Follow the X-Men, number 26, Whack-A-Moe, Strange Bedfellows, and the cast is officially Kingpin, Hazel, Kendall, Backslash, Emma Frost, what? Number 3, Shadow Kate, Tony Stark, Miss Marvel, Firestar, and Feelong, who hopefully in 20 pages I remember Feelong, but um, the fall of X has begun, Xavier broken by the disappearance of human... Hundreds of mutants in the aftermath of the Orcus attack at the Hellfire Gala sits in self-imposed exile on the island of Krakola, defending it against intruders. <laughs> Meanwhile, Talon and Sink have stepped up to lead the X-Men. X-Men, X-Men. What well, remain, remains of them, anyway, to help protect and defend the scattered mutants who remain on Earth. Among those X-Men, 
Emma Frost has revived an old secret identity, Hazel Kendall, to allow her to move freely about the Hellfire Club and act as a middleman between the X-Men and Iron Man, a.k.a. Tony Stark. Meanwhile, Kate Pride has retaken her Shadow Kate moniker, and with it, she started a new search for vengeance against the supposed mutant traitor, Firestar. That's how you do a recap page. Now, the newly reconstructed Hellfire Club. Wilson Fisk was the new White King. Nobody dared to utter his other name, especially in his presence. Which I don't remember how many famous White Kings we have. Like There was Magneto there in the 80s. And then who was the White Queen King during Hellfire Gala? Was it, um... Oh, no. You know... Lugwin? Lugwin? His name's in my mind right now. Couldn't get my second L to work. Harry Leland, of course, is who I was trying to name. Anyway, so those are the three I could think we've had. <clears throat> the previous white monarch was missing. Some say Emma Frost died the night of the mutant massacre. Others say she was up Captured by Orcus, while one tabloid asserted readers that she had fled to Arako and was being protected by her human... Nope, her mutant cousins. Orcus has won the war against mutants, but the resistance was growing stronger every day. Some of the heroes hid in plain sight, like the club's new Black King, Tony Stark. He had been defeated by elements of Orcus, and his Iron Man technology has been inserted into the Sentinel program. And is this the first time the Hellfire Club's been... At least their kings have been humans, perhaps? By day, Starcat was playing possum, telling war stories and sipping on a glass of ginger ale. By night, he was designing his most dangerous armor yet, one he was content to die in if need be. And so we still see Tony being, you know, drunk playboy. But we know he's not that drunk. Or drunk at all. The X-Men hid below the streets and struck in the dead of night. Orcus had eyes everywhere, including artificial intelligence scoring for any words of mutant support. The tiniest slip-ups could send someone to educational camp. These were the most dangerous days for mutants and their friends. And then we see um, Hazel trying to grab Tony. Keeping everything in line, but he doesn't want to go. And then as soon as they're behind doors, they just quickly, like get to business and hazel tells him asks him about firestar and he plays dumb but she's like hey if you are in contact with firestar tell her that death is coming for her and he's like oh well then let me make a phone call <laughs> meanwhile camilla khan was also leading a double life balancing her identity as miss marvel the newest x-man and her cover as a high school student as she Infiltrates an Orcus-funded program at Empire State University. Orcus propaganda ensured that anti-mutant sentiment filled the airwaves. It was translating to violence on the street. And we see this poor girl with alopecia just being beaten. And Miss Marvel um, tries to get involved but shrinks her giant fists. Not knowing to, not wanting to embiggen her problems. Kamala, pun intended, Kamala found another way to deal with the attack. She's like, I'm recording everything. And like a good racist, he's like, what? Oh no. And runs away. And the poor gal's like, I, I have, um, alopecia. Oh man, I pronounced it right just a second ago. Alopecia. There we go. 
Um, you know, but she's not mean. It reminds me of Peter Parker in the uh, Ultimate Deadpool arc of Ultimate Spider-Man and how he kept being like, I'm not a mutant. And Ki- Kitty Sh- Ultimate Shadowcat had to be like, stop saying that. Like, you know, it doesn't matter how you identify, they're coming for you. <clears throat> the bloom was Orcus's space station above Earth. And we see someone is phasing through everything. And we see regular shuttles. This one was a stowaway inside the hull, breathing comfortably with scuba technology. And it, we get an amazing we get the beginning of an amazing sequence of pages. Shadow Kate knew she wouldn't have long once she breached the station. She also knew she wouldn't need long to kill one traitor. Mutant detected. And the new outfit, I mean, it just has grown on me. Though I, I still question what the top of it is. Like, is it a corset with armor? It must be that. I, I don't know why I'm questioning it. She had planned several means of escape. The Krakoan Gate would be her last resort. Her ability to trans- transit was still a tactical advantage worth killing to protect. Mutant detected. So Firestar clearly, and I don't know if I love her new uniform. Like it's pretty much black pants, yellow boots and gloves, and a yellow top with a star in the middle because Firestar. But the star is not on fire, so it looks like a starfish. Anyway, she has a gun, which I don't know what she's going to do unless it's an anti-phasing bullet gun. Which you think Orcus right now will have a anti-antimantium gun and a, you know, teleporting bullet I don't know. You just think they'd be better prepared for Ninja who phases through things. And she's like, oh god. And you hear Orcus goons, you there, stop. We will shoot. Tony Stark's warning hadn't come soon enough for Firestar to leave the station, so it would be a fight. And then we get some bling, bling of laser guns shooting and a crack as Kate just kills a guy with a f- open palm to the neck. So that guy's dead. Her body count continues. She punches another guy. Hey, what are you doing? And instead of... Because, you know, comics are all about showing and not telling. We see her grab his leg. His dumb leg. And then open palm. And we see that he is... Phased through space. Or phased into space. And he's, he's super dead. And we see awesome bloody footsteps as she takes a breath. And we hear fire stars. Hello? Kitty, Kate, if you're outside that door, we need to talk. I have a crazy story to tell you. And then, traitor! Ugh! Oh yeah, and Angela has like a bob too. So, two short-haired gals fighting it out. And so, yeah, Kate went through... You know the side of the instead of through the door. Wait, I need to. I need you to hear. Only thing I want to hear from you is your last breath. And just literally punches her in the neck with another crack, but doesn't kill her. And then um, Angela fire stars it up. You you don't understand. There's nothing to understand. And then I love how like you gotta read this, like how it's intended, which is like one breath in. At the gala, when it was clear and lost, Jean telepathically inserted memories into Stratus's head about recruiting me and being a double agent so I could help whoever survived in whatever way I could and before she could tell anyone she died. 
like just in a panic also like how she most must have like rehearsed this like the first mutant who gets me in a room i got to tell this and while i should say while she is firestar form up her her star shirt does shine as well and kate has put a sword through angela's head thankfully not a anti-matter sword and then she continues, and now I'm here alone, alone trying to do what I can, and I didn't ask for this, but Jean did it anyway and said I had to volunteer, but I didn't really volunteer, I didn't even want to be an X-Men, but now that I am, I know that I can be important, I can be of service, I am a mutant and proud, I, I resist. And then Kate has taken another, like, swipe of a sword. Jean made it all up as she was dying, I swear! And now the whole room's like ablaze. And I imagine Kate is phasing as well, but to strike her with a sword, like she has to unphase, so maybe she's also putting on a show now. Like maybe, um, like it's not specific, um, specifically stated at all. But like, if she's phasing it, then she's knowingly. So maybe like two panels ago, she heard the words, and now she's just thinking it through. And if you're going to kill me anyway, then maybe I should hold, stop holding back and unleash my power on the station. Send it crashing to the planet below. I know you don't believe me, but it's the truth. And then we get an awesome page reveal where the bottom page says, Are you kidding me? And I think we switch artists now. I don't want to assume who did what, but... And so she pulls down her face mask, revealing it's been Kate Pride the whole time, everybody. And then page reveal or page turn and that's the most Jean story I've heard in all my lives. Which is just a fun. Because Kitty or Kate hasn't doesn't really make that many cat puns. I imagine because most of the time people are like, oh, Kitty has claws. And it's like, ugh. I'm literally an assassin. I can kill you right now. But society dictates I don't. But now she doesn't rule by society anymore. Or she's not ruled by society. That's the most gene story I've heard in all my lives. That last punch was for appearances. Gotta make it look good. She puts her left hand out. Angela takes a beat and um, grabs her hand. She, and Angela's like, good fight. And Angela and Kate says, for me, you good? Which I don't know what that means. Like, good fight meaning like... Like, Kate's comment was, like, for me. Like, what does that comment mean? Like, did... Was it a good fight? Kate versus someone with elemental powers? Is it a good fight that she put on for a show? I don't know. I've been thinking about the for me comment a lot, Lynn. I do not know. Good fight. For me. You good? I'll live. Because it's not even like the hardest fight Kate's been in. <clears throat> Who else survived the massacre? I don't know. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Everything is on strict need to know. And she's putting her hood back up. After all this, you still don't trust me? It's not about trust. It's about running an effective resistance. Don't take it personally. Fine. Just tell any of the others who want to come at me that I'm on your side. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's good for your cover to fight us once in a while. And you see Kate's like smirking. Like like literally two issues in and Kate's like just planning on her feet. Like she's a master tactician. 
and it needs to be added to her Wikipedia page or her Marvel dot her fandom dot Marvel dot com page. I will let you in on one sec little secret because I want you to know my truth. I can cue you at any time, and then we see her hand going through the gate. So don't get any ideas about playing both sides. H how's that possible? Which I think I took as mean like her be like saying how would I play both sides, but she's literally looking at her arm going through the phase, like hurt the gate. So. And Angela's nose is bleeding, so it's an era of ex-ladies with bloody noses. Doesn't matter. Consider having to defend yourself as your danger room trials, which must be a Kirkowin thing I don't register. Make the most of Jing's sacrifice. Get us as much intel as you can and disrupt whatever you can. Hope you survive the experience. Classic X-Men line. And said by Kate Pride, so, you know, Firestar's in. Ow. Bleep me, which... I can, I don't know, usually when they censor a swear word, like it goes, but it's at sign, hashtag, dollar sign, percentage sign, but it wasn't for the at sign being the first one, she's saying, ask me? Probably not, it's probably the F word. Insert your, no, no, the one F word, don't insert any other F words. Dear Pop. I apologize for not having the opportunity. And then we get to a data page. Um, and it's Angela writing to her father, who I have no connection to. I know her. she dated Justice, and he has daddy issues, but his father's dead at his own hands. And that's everything I know about Firestar and Justice's parents. I apologize for not having the opportunity. And that he sent her to the Massachusetts Academy with her horse, who Emma fake Firestar killing of poor Justice for Butter Rum. <clears throat> so, one thing I know for sure, it's something I'm gonna conjecture. I apologize for not having written the opportunity to respond to your last few emails. I'm sorry that you've been harassed for anything. You've noticed for security reasons, I'm writing you for my official Orcus address. If you feel unsafe at all, please reach out to Orcus Human Resources. Which must bug her whenever she goes into that office. It's been really busy, as you can imagine. I know you're worried about me, and I'm worried about my involvement in Orcus, but you put a good head on my shoulders, and I don't want you to worry. Kokoa was not what it promised the world. It was a corrupt organization from the jump, and the Quiet Council was tricking not just the governments of the world, but their own mutant population. So she's clearly writing this with a third audience in mind. I know you had your concerns about me joining the X-Men. I'm grateful for the experience that she survived. I can honestly say that I might not have awoken to the dangers that Krakoa presented about my time on the team. I began quietly working with Orcus when I discovered the truth about what Xavier and Beast had been doing. Oh yeah, so she's already starting the Beast um, terror campaign. Their rot spread like a cancer inside Krakoa, just like the cancer of my old pony, Butter Rum, that caused us to put her down. Oh, does he not know about... Oh, maybe he does know about the truth. By now, he she must have told him. So him reading that line would be like, oh, this whole thing's a gag. Everything seemed... Or the original version of gag? And not the new modern day of gag? Everything seemed fine, but something terrible was happening. 
That night, the Quiet Council attacked at the Mutant Massacre, which I wish you did a registered trademark. They assigned me to on monitor duty back in New York City. Perhaps I listened by Sixth Sense, shout out to her amazing friend, and attended the gala, I would have saved some of the people who were killed. There's no doubt my actions have helped keep so many humans safe as you look for Captain Krakola. There is one thing you could do for me. The Avengers have asked me to turn in my Avengers ID card. That's upstairs in my old trunk. Could you get it to Tony Stark, care of the Hellfire Club in New York City? At New York City? I had so much respect for him until he started fighting Philong, which thankfully they repeated because I was literally, when I started this data page or reading aloud, I was like, what's that one guy's name? Philong. Hopefully I remember it. In a minute or two. <laughs> Needlessly, it makes Orcus seem like we're the ones who were wrong. Make sure you put this in his hands directly and make him give you the receipt. They cost upward of 30 grand and they're threatened to charge me if I don't return it. I know he's not in the Avengers, but he can return it for me. No one on Earth's Mightiest Heroes wants to see me, and I don't care. Ironically, Captain America taught me to stand up for what is right, even if it seems wrong. Shoutouts to Kurt Busiek and George Perez's launch of the Avengers, my favorite run of the Avengers, where Firestar was a valued member. I know you're concerned about me, but I'm still helping people. Hope I still make you proud, and hope we can visit sometime soon. Two hopes. Going to be a reference to Hope Summers. Love you, Angela. <clears throat> Later that night, in the alley behind the Hellfire Gala, uh, Kate is catching up with Hazel. Don't worry. It didn't happen. Oh, thank God. Did you find what happened to Scott? It's my British accent. I don't know how to do a Massachusetts accent. Massachusetts accent? Massa a masshole accident? Accent? Right in. He didn't come up. He didn't come up, but I'm getting closer. It's been weeks. We need to find him. If I'm leaving the relative safety of this cover and driving off a cliff with you, we dedicate ourselves to revenge, then I need to know he's sorted. I need to work on my accents. I paid Stark back for his kindness. He's got what he needs, and the Kingpin can help him of the rest of the way. And I don't want to do a Kennedy accent, but I don't even know how to do it, so I got like a Conan O'Brien voice in my head. Well, no. Emma's far too attractive to have a Kennedy accent. Oh, wait. Mira Sh Sir Shriver. I don't think she has a Kennedy accent, does she? I don't think she does. She. He's desperate for a new suit. I'll go tell him I'm leaving with you. We're good to make a good. We're gonna make a good team. There isn't a single one of them we can't kill together. So that is the exchange. Kate and Hazel has had. That's going to be important later. Frost dreamed of revenge against the people who had done this. And she opens the door. She looked forward to ending Dr. Stasis. And it set the aspect of sinners who have vexed mutant dumb since before Coca-Cola. There was Mariah X. And the traitor. And of course. Fei Long. The man who had failed to conquer Mars. But had taken Stark's Iron Man technology by force. So there's a big chunk of Kakroan I do not know. And that would be the Rocco stuff. She really looked forward to killing him. And there he stood before her. And so you see her eyes are intense with a plan already. Her hands on her ring that's keeping her off the Sentinel grid. 
And we see Tony immediately grab her by the upper arm, which as we all know from TVTropes.com, you grab a woman by her upper arm, she becomes immediately defenseless. And he's like, a word, Miss Kendall? And he throws her in the room. She's like, step aside. He's like, no, wait, wait. I, You can't just go in there. And she's like, get out of my way or I'll make you. And the ring's almost off her finger. And he's like, you wouldn't dare touch my mind. And then she just knees him right to the testicles with a whack is the sound that makes. And he makes a <laughs> sound. And then Felon comes in. Stark, I'm bored. Where do you keep the good liquor? What the hell are you doing? Start marrying the help. And I was curious when I read this for the first time. Man, reading comics for the podcast is like really makes you. I don't know Turtle Soup talks about that all the time. About like they both will like read a comic and be like, "Well, it was okay." And then while talking about it, they're like, "Oh, guys, this is a chart. Like you know, great." And Tony's like, "I I'm trying to. If she would do me the honor, Miss Hazel Kendall, will you?" And so I was like, "Oh, did he just have a ring on him? Just like from like was it a reference to?" Spider-Man Homecoming but it's actually the ring Hazel was wearing and um, who's wearing a white shirt by the way so she's still trying to represent but no it's the ring on her finger that is going to be put back on her finger and I guess for story purposes will now justify why she was always wearing it but my wife does me the honor of keep wearing her ring Whenever she goes outside. So, you know. That's nice. And then she telepathically um, talks to Kate from outside. Well, she's inside. Catherine, darling, something has come up. I'm sorry. And then Kate says, me too, Emma. And I can only imagine she telepathically said, me too. As she walks away. To be continued in Invincible Iron Man 10. That's right, y'all. The Frost Stark wedding is going to happen. And most likely I'm going to get Invincible Iron Man 10. But unless Kate doesn't show up in it. But I can only imagine she tries. Issue 27. And it has poor Cyclops with his eyes sewn shut. But it looks like he's getting some vapors from the punch dimension seeping through. And then issues coming out. Ghost Rider Wolverine Weapons of Vengeance Omega 1, which has a um, a flashback sequence with a young Kitty Pride, but not as young as from the Jean Grey comic, just like Xavier Institute um, Kitty Pride. Well, no, I guess it's Xavier School for Higher Learning. You think he had to file a name change with the um, Secretary of State of New York? Probably. Should have said New York Secretary of State. Anyways, that's how Montana will work. Immortal X-Men 15, Uncanny X-Men 1. Um, with Nightcrawler as Spider-Man. So hopefully he gets into... Um, into, across, beyond the Spider-Verse. That's how everyone's going to remember those movies. Uh, X-Men 26, which is this one. Helpful Arrow, which I'm, I'm sure... Uh, well, no, because whoever does this layout must change the 
image on the left. Astonishing X-Men 2, Children of the Vault 2, which I haven't heard anyone talk about Children of the Vault. X-Force 44, X-Men Red 15, Alpha Flight 2, Dark X-Men 2 that I'm excited about, Wolverine 37, Invincible Iron Man 10, Jean Grey 2, which I'm excited to read, Miss Marvel The New Mutant 2, and Realm of X 2. So, most likely we'll be covering Realm of X 2 unless Ilyana just does not appear in that comic. And we'll see about the other ones. So, thank you everyone for listening. Just had uh, panic attacks in my thumb. I lifted up my phone and it paused the podcast, but we're still in it. Hopefully. Um, uh, Shadowflameofmagic.com you can follow the podcast on sh- on Twitter and uh, Instagram at SNFWM. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at JackalSIII. And next week, or no, 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 the bonus episode is this week is going to be Exterminators 4 for our Inferno um Review, look back. Could not decide on either of those, so I went with both, which I don't think comes off well. Tour of Inferno? Who knows? Um, but I will talk to you next time. Thank you again for listening. If you subscribe and tell a friend and give a podcast a rating on your podcast of app of choice. That would be appreciated. All right, everyone. Until next time, bye.